Hey guys, Alex from the Hardscape Growth Show. I've been reviewing this week's episode and checking out the uh, recording that we did with Jordan. And I gotta tell you, it's too good to cut anything out. So this is gonna be a longer episode and it's gonna be two parts. We have the full length, regular 40 minutes or so with Jordan. And then you're gonna hear the traditional sign off. Don't stop listening there. There's another 15 minutes of absolute gold from Jordan. You want to sit through this uh, full-length episode. It is worth it. So enjoy the show, everybody. You're listening to Hardscape Growth, a podcast for business leaders in the trenches. From pavers to profits, we're focused on the topics that help hardscape professionals find success and level up. Let's get into the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hardscape Growth Show. I'm your host, Alex, and today we are joined by Jordan Daniker of Evolve Design Build. Jordan, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Appreciate it and super excited to participate in a community that is constantly growing like this one. Fantastic. Now, tell me something uh, for those of us who are not familiar with your business. Can you tell us a little bit about Evolve, how you got started, size of company, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. So like many other guys, heavily into the maintenance field, definitely an easy entry point for a lot of us. And then I started Evolve almost 13 months ago. Uh, We were into hardscapes beforehand. It's just that we saw ourselves evolving essentially as a company. And I had another strong employee at Curry Tuck Lawn Care at the time, my maintenance firm, and Mm -hmm. we decided to partner up. And so I'm the 50% owner of Evolve Design Build, um, where we typically do about 1.6 to $1.8 million in annual sales. We operate- That's of hardscape of about, sales? Yes, sir. That's of hardscape sales okay. right here. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were saying your staff? We, uh, yeah, we operate a staff right now of about, it fluctuates, unfortunately, due to this field, up and down all the time, right? Um, but we have a consistent- nine to 11 guys. And that includes uh, one office staff. And I'm in the office about 80% of the time now meeting with clients, doing the design work and general running of the business, which in my opinion is the most important part. And it's hard to see that sometimes when you're new into this field. Absolutely. I got to admit the reason we met in the first place, we started talking to each other was because of those glasses that are on your head there. And uh, for those of you who are who are not watching the full length video version of this on our YouTube channel, I am wearing a pair of these uh, fire red heat wave, super reflective sunglasses. And so is Jordan. Tell me the story behind these sunglasses. Yeah, man. Well, first off, did you bring a, a bat? Because I, I, you're probably gonna have to beat all the ladies off, obviously. Uh, after you put those on. So just be concerned, be, be alarmed. Let's put it that way. I brought my bat, but it's typical for me. So I am alert glass, ready. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. I just, you know, hide the wives and hide the women, what I always say when I put these on. But, um, you know, honestly, the glasses for me, like they become an identity. And I'll, I'll pop these babies off because I'm inside, but they're, they're hard to pop off. You know, they're it's a love them hate relationship. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny, like the glasses kind of started as I literally was walking through the store and my wife, I saw my wife's like, you're not going to buy those. I'm like, I'm going to buy those. Like, absolutely. <laughs> they're awesome. And so they started to stick. Right. And like everywhere I went, people were like, what's up with those glasses? And I'm like, I they're me, man. They're big, they're bulky, they're loud. 
and they're expressive. And like this feel to me is expressive, right? And so all, all in the sense of the glasses is almost a part of our culture now. Like our guys have them when they complete their ICPI certification. As silly as it sounds, it's like a passing of the torch. It's like, okay, you're an ICPI certified guy. You have your glasses now. And like, it's a small token of appreciation, but it's so much more. It's become our look. It's become our culture. And, um, you know, I would say of the 11 guys, I would say five of them have a pair. And as crazy as it sounds, <laughs> the other guys are working towards a pair. They all and want them. They want them. And like, and what I do is I allow them to pick whatever pair they want, but they've got to be gaudy. They've got to be re- ridiculous and they got to let it hang out, you know? So, <laughs> and it takes a lot to wear those. And do people look at you funny? Yeah, sure. They do like Joe from Maplehurst jokes me all the time. Like I, I actually sent him a pair because for one, him yeah. and I are really good friends. And secondly, like he's an ICPI guy. So I'm like, look, man, here's the deal. You got to wear these. And, 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 and also with Instagram, you're creating your own self, your unique identity. Right. And, and not just Instagram, but in life in general, like people know me with these glasses. Like I go out and I'm not saying I'm getting stopped for autographs because I'm certainly not right. Like, <laughs> not yet. Not now you're yet. on the show. We'll see what happens after this. Well, ends. I'll tell you one thing. I stopped and picked up a few pins, so I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> like even the customers from the moment they open the door, like, bam, I'm wearing the glasses and they'll go, you're Jordan. And man, 60% of this business is relationships. If you think it's not, you're missing the boat. Okay. And what I mean by that is you're going to give this person a space for their family to thrive outdoors and enjoy themselves and just be with one each other one each other you don't go out there to you know do anything but that relax chill mm-hmm. be involved with their family and like for me i want to build that relationship so they associate that with me and it's good vibes really so 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 for us that's what the glasses have done they've kind of become a staple do i see them going away anytime soon no i'm browsing the internet regularly for ridiculous pairs so i've got a stupid collection you can ask my guys if anybody ever wants to see a picture i'd be happy to show you and it might seem silly to some folks, but you know what, man, the silly things in life is what keeps you going. That's it. And that's exactly why you're on the show today, because of that that focus on building a team and building culture. At what point did a company culture become a priority for you? Culture is like one of these words where it it's takes a big a word that doesn't mean much, right? I think it's hard to understand it at first. I think yeah. especially there's so many other fish to fry when you start in a business. You're like, culture's like over your head. You don't even, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what is culture, right? And like, it's funny. I, I think it was actually you and I might be wrong, but I'm gonna give you some credit. There was a book that you I saw on your story and this was like two years ago. It might've been longer than that. We saw each other at Showcase or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Start With Why, I think was the name. Yeah. Of Simon Sinek. Yeah. Are you Simon Sinek, right? So are you yeah. like a big advocate of that? So I, I'm a huge advocate of him after reading all the books. Yeah. Let's start with why. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I read the book and I remember sharing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's yeah. what it was. And, and let me just backtrack for a lot of these new guys. So like you start this business and you're like, mm-hmm. there's so much to deal with. You're trying to get your daily logs. You're trying to get your equipment. You're trying to get outdoor. The last thing you're worried about is culture. Like you're just not okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's survival. Really, it is. Yeah. It's survival, yeah. right? there's, a, there's another big C word that takes over, which is cash. Yeah, cash flow. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, you you name it. Culture's the last thing, and I think yeah. that initially, I'm a people person, and I and like I want to like I don't want to sound like weird, but I want to put my hands on other people and be like, this. I want you to evolve. I want I want to sh- I want you to be great. Yeah. I want you to I want to like put my energy on you and stuff like that. 
And so like for me, what I would start to do is I would send these guys to train and I would try to make them better. But it was like it was our culture, but I didn't realize it. Like I was like, okay, you're going to take this class because I want you to be better and I want us to be the best. And I was slowly developing that mindset of, wait a minute, I went to work for this guy. He's not like every other contractor because he actually cares. He Mm -hmm. wants me to do well. He's advocating for me. He's not just Oh, you come in, it's nine to five, right? Like, and I, and I was doing that, but I didn't realize what I was doing. And then I read the book of why, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, like it was just a, a bomb drop for me. Cause I'm like, this makes so much sense. And like, from that moment, my sole purpose was to discover why I was doing something, why I was building this culture. And like the culture fell together. Like I try to, people are like, how do you get that? Even to this day, I'm in this group, the masterminds group, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like we talk yep, about I'm culture. In there too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you've got a lot going on. So there's, you know, there's you talk to some guys. There's, there's actually getting to be a pretty good group now, man. And we've been doing these Zoom conferences. But one of the younger guys, and not that I'm old by no means, I'm only 34. But the, the thing is, they had asked, man, how do you guys develop these cultures? And I'm like, I can't tell you how to do it. It's you, but in a roundabout way. Expand it out, yeah. Exactly. It, you have to take like what you do instinctually and start to make it intentional. Yeah, right. Exactly. You have to yeah. give them some of your chi, essentially. Like yeah. you literally, that's what you're doing. You're like, are there other players on your team that are able to do that? Absolutely. But they don't bring mm-hmm. the same chi to the table. Like you can't, you got to realize just because they're strong at something doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to be the same as you or you're going to be the same as them. Like you literally, mm-hmm. when you start getting players like that on your team, your chi gets better. Your, your, your culture gets better because they're like, Whoa, we can feed off of all these guys. Right. So like I started developing that culture by, you know, giving them my chi. And then like, I know it sounds crazy, but like branding and like gear was huge for me in culture. And, and, and because who doesn't want to feel good about themselves? Like you walk out the door. I don't care if you're going to Sunday church or you're going to a wedding you want to put on your best pair of slacks, your dancing shoes and boogie. You know what I mean? Like that's literally, I want to come to work and look fly. Like, and and as soon as you're only going to perform as good as you look, like, I believe that. Like if you go out instinctually and you're like, you don't feel good about yourself, guess what? You're not going to do quality work. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I started investing in the gear, the, the clothing, like the, the whole identity. And, and, and I think people easily get confused. You shouldn't come to work for that being your sole purpose. That shouldn't be your identity, right? But it should supplement who you are and you, and work should encompass, you know, your lifestyle, like your life. What I'm getting at is like, if you have a place that you come and you feel like you have purpose, you know, you shouldn't just solely rely on work, but it's part of making your life whole versus yeah. going to a job you hate. Well, work is a huge part of life. Like mm-hmm. even if even if you just work nine to five, which is n- nobody listening to this show, but yeah. even if you just work nine to five, it's still a third of your life. So y- you got to make sure that that's that's meaningful and that you you feel like you're contributing something. And when you build your own company, uh, I think it's easy to feel uh, that because instinctually, like it's in you. You know what you want to do. You know why you started. Maybe you you can't articulate why. But you definitely have a feeling and that that drove you to, to, to get started and to keep pushing ahead and to persevere. But that's not necessarily true for everyone else on your team. And it's not because they don't care or they don't want to care. 
you got to help them understand why the things you're doing are so cool and so important and how they help transform other people's lives and, and the, the, the impact that their actions can have on a day-to-day basis. And that's why I love what you're saying, like understanding why you're so excited about this business, why you're so excited about having your own company and building these outdoor spaces and why you're so excited to be able to have the opportunity to work with so many different people, sharing all of that helps people buy in to what you're trying to build. And if they're bought in, then you can go and you can do other things because they know they kind of start to know what's right and wrong for the business. And that, that gives you a lot of freedom to, to keep expanding and doing like you just said you're, you're doing now, which is really focusing on running the business because you're, you're not building on every single job site anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think it's also, you know, it's funny when you say some of those things, it's hard, like, it's very hard to, you have to show your emotions, like, and men in general, right? Like, not, yeah. not all men are, and I'm not trying to get mushy gushy on the show, like, that's no. not, but like, your guys are going to feed off your emotions, right? Like, if you come in, and you're in a poor attitude, right, or something's bothering you, like, I'm not saying you, you have to be able to feel comfortable speaking to your guys about it, right? And you have to show your emotions, man. Like, I can't tell you, like, people might think I'm crazy. I get my guys hugs, man. Not like mm-hmm. every day. I'm not throwing down hugs, nuts, right? But I'm like, <laughs> I see them. I grab them on the side. I'm like, man, this looks dope. You know, like, yeah. man, you're all right, man. I can tell you what, you did a good job, man. Like, I love this, you know? And like, express yourself and show your emotions like you would in a relationship. You need to have those relationships with your guys. They are and relationships. They- That's exactly it. They right. are still like- relationships. Thank you. Right. And so like the thing is, here's the deal. You still have to be professional, right? Because not mm-hmm. every guy on your staff is going to want you to grab them and yeah, buddy, you know, like, and <laughs> then the other thing is there's going to be, I don't care how long you've been in business. Unfortunately, there are going to be conversations that you may have with that same staff member that you were hugging yesterday and telling a man they're kicking butt doing awesome and say, look, dude, you got to tighten up. Here's the deal. Okay. So but when you've created that open relationship, it's mm-hmm. only going to encourage them to give you better feedback. Like so many people are like, I can't get close to my employees. I can't this. I don't want this. This is my, it's not, dude, they're first off, they're not employees. Okay. They're people. All right. Mm-hmm. They're your team. All right. Without mm-hmm. them, you are nothing. Okay. Go play a basketball game, a baseball team, a football team. And let me know how many of those guys are like, well, I can do it without them. You can't do yeah, it without them. Okay. So here's the deal. Suck it up, get a relationship, come out of your comfort zone. Nothing good is going to happen inside your comfort zone and, and still understand that you have to be that authoritative figure and they need that leadership as well. So it's okay. There's a difference between becoming a, an asshole, excuse my language, but that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? And being assertive and confident in what you want, because if you're confident, they're going to be confident and the communication is going to be clear, if that makes sense, Alex. Yeah. Well, I think part of what you just said there, you know, being able to be vulnerable to an extent, right? Like you, you started with like, if you're having a bad day or whatever, like, like they're going to feed off of that. It's important to be vulnerable to an extent where you're able to, to say like, look, I'm not having a great day. So like, if, if, if I'm snappy, if I'm snippy or whatever, like I'm just having a bad day. I, I hope you understand that. And I think that that humanizes you and that helps, that helps the, the, the team members understand that like, 
he's just a person. I'm just a person. Like we're, we're trying to figure stuff out. We're trying to get through our days. And I think having those, those more transparent conversations, they don't need to be the nature of every single conversation. Like you said, right? Like it's not necessarily that you're trying to build a friendship. You do over time, I think with a lot of people that you end up working with, I think that's just the nature of work too, but being able to build a, a relationship of trust and respect with everyone that you interact with goes a tremendous way. And, and to build that trust, you got to, you got to open up a little bit. And I think that a lot of business leaders have trouble with that early on because they think, well, I'm the boss. I need to be the leader. I need to, I need to say what's up. I got to be able to be firm with what I need. And if I don't, they're going to walk all over me. And I, I think that, that a lot of younger people getting started in the business in their twenties, in their mm-hmm. early thirties, and, 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 and I'm sure you went through there. I passed through there too, where you, you, you're, you're a lot harder than you need to be. And it makes the relationships a lot harder than they need to be. And when you can get just a little softer and a little more human, all of a sudden people open up to you and it's, it's, it's easier to build those trusting relationships where you can be honest with someone and they get it. And you're like, look, man, I need you to pull up your socks and, and, and get a little bit better at this. And they totally understand and they respect where that feedback is coming from. Yeah, without a doubt, man, like that's so powerful. Like, and it just makes me, it's funny. Like it makes me reflect back to when I started, you know, it's fun. I haven't been in Evolve, but like I said, a year, right. But I've been in this industry 10 years, right. I had a maintenance (laughs) firm, recently sold it. And like, it's so powerful, (laughs) you know, as a young man and and again, not that I'm old, but like it, what a difference five years makes, man. Huge. And the thing is, Five years ago, we didn't have this available, right? We couldn't come talk to guys like you. We could, We didn't really have it. It wasn't in our face like it is now. Like mm-hmm. really and truly, the leaders of the day have no excuse, right? They can be as good as they want to be because the resources are out there. Five I love years that ago, mindset. Yeah, like Instagram wasn't a thing. Like, dude, you're like, I remember like sitting in bed with my eyes wide open like this. I'm like, man, what do I do? You know, like, and, mm-hmm. and guess what? If you don't know how to pick up the phone now and get up there, like all you're doing is hurting yourself and your family. Like, dude, reach out. I tell people all the time, hit me up on Instagram. I don't know it all, but I'll tell you. But like, man, vulnerable, that word is huge. Like, yeah, we just talked about that yesterday, right? So here's the deal, Alex. We were in really? there and like grade changes, right? Every morning we have a, a, and we didn't have this up until like a year and a half ago. We have a conference table, right? And like, it's kind of the Knights of the Round Table feeling. It's, yeah, yeah. We all sit there in the morning, we drink our coffee, we talk crap, we're looking at this, and then we get our plan. And like, it's not so much focused on like, let's get out the door, it's so much building that relationship. But we were talking about grades, and I was like, guys, look, we're having some issue with some grades, okay? Not a big deal. Listen, things happen, right? There's some guys that are stronger than others on it. And I'm like, I told them a story about how I, and this is embarrassing to even say, I remember when I didn't understand the elevation of kitchen heights and why they made blocks in certain sizes, right? Like three inch, six inch treads were two and three eighths. Like I was, I remember going like, how am I going to build a step tread? Like, I don't, I didn't understand that if I put a six inch with a two and three, I had to tell them that. Like, I felt like a dummy. Like I ain't going to lie. Like, I don't want anybody to know. Like, but just that conversation, a guy's going, I didn't realize if I went five courses up, I'd be at my 30 inch bar height. And then I add my countertop. No, I didn't realize that's why build materials are similar sizes. And they were like, you didn't? I'm like, no. And like, boom, everybody opened up. They're like, well, let me tell you about this. And let me tell you about that. Because I exposed myself, man. That's right. And like, You made it a comfortable space that like, just open up and, and, and share. 
this sounds like the the mushiest, gushiest episode ever. But oh, yeah, guys, this is this is so important in building it a is, team. It's, it's crazy. It and like, so the thing is, like, I expose, like, I expose myself, and like, it was it uncomfortable for me. You're, dude, absolutely, like, straight up. I'm like, these guys are gonna think I'm a clown. I'm supposed to be the leader mm -hmm. over here. But yeah. like, did it do that? That is leadership, though, nope. because you created a safe environment for people to open up and admit the things they don't know and they need to get better at, and that helps everyone learn, right? Because yeah, so if all of a sudden, like, one guy's strong with one thing and the other guy knows he sucks with it. Well, guess what they're going to be talking about next time they have a chance to talk. Oh, that oh, thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? And like here, and I know I'm like going so far on the story, but let me tell you how this went. So this was two, three yeah. days ago, yeah, right? Keep going, keep going. Okay, three days ago. And this shows you how powerful this is. So then I send them out this separate. I had, And if Tyler ends up watching this, he's going to stab me just so you know. So you have to come like help me out, right? So Tyler ends up, I send him out with this job with JR and they're, they're taking yeah. a little bit longer to get all the grades and Kyle's at this other job. And I call him yesterday and I'm like, I hadn't seen him other than the mornings. I say, Tyler, how are you feeling about the grades? He goes, man, I'm, I'm good. I got it. And I said, and I said, okay, cool. And Tyler's kind of learning the process. I said, how do you feel about starting the papers on the sidewalk on your own crew on Monday? And I said, and starting the bat, dude, it was like, I wanted to reach through the phone and hug him. He goes, you know what? I feel great about the sidewalk, but let me hold off on the back. There's a lot of grade changes. I'd feel more comfortable if you or Kyle were here. Dude, I almost fainted. I'm like, yeah. I know that sounds so crazy, but I'm like, here's a man that was, he just told me, I'm going to lay this sidewalk for you. I'm going to get it 100% right. And he's confident about it. But mm -hmm. in the same breath of air, he was able to tell me that he doesn't feel comfortable starting the back because the yep. elevations are a little different. He'd prefer one of us are there. And like, it was in a fluent breath of air. There was no, there was no scare. There was no nothing. And I was like, awesome, man. I'm excited. We'll because have you start that felt, Monday. You felt safe and confident that you're not going to blow him up for not being able to do that because you admitted like, Hey, I know not everyone knows everything and we're all learning and, and growing here together. Right. Yeah, I know. Or evolving so, together to take, to take your yeah, evolving uh, and like I wanted to reach through the phone, Alex, and yeah. like hug the guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you for saying that. Like because he's like, it's like that's all you want as a business owner. That's all you yep. want to be. Yep. He's confident, and so like Tyler's gonna go smash. He's coming over tonight for the UFC fight. So like my guys, we hang out. Like we got relationships now. Like I don't. Everybody's at different stages in their business, and like my guys, we're mm -hmm. a team, man. Like we're we're boys. We we chill together. Not regularly, but we have events where they come to. But like, I can't wait to see him be like, dude, fist bump. Like, you blew up. Like, for me, that was huge. So, anyway, don't be afraid to be vulnerable, man. Like, it's hard, dude. It's hard as a business owner, but like, you don't know. You could be that conversation could propel you and your staff miles, bro. Miles. Jordan, man, that that's an awesome story. That, that's bit. exactly that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, it's it's such a perfect example of a simple easy moment and it just happened but you were confident enough and you were open enough to admit some shortcomings on your side that created a safer environment for everyone where they felt like well okay like if it's time to just admit things we don't know well let's do it so like now the circle of trust gets that much stronger and then you can like that trust level goes both ways like you were like okay 
I can maybe trust this dude to, to go and build the sidewalk and the backyard. Then you ask him and he responds with as much trust the other way saying, look, I feel comfortable with this. I don't feel comfortable with that, but he knows that that's okay because you've established that expectation that, that we're, we're in this together. We're growing together. And if there's something that's not right, you're going to address it respectfully and honestly when it's appropriate. I think that's, that's so mature and that's such a good sign of a leader. Tell me, did you, did you play like any team sports as a kid? <laughs> uh, did I play any team sports? Oh man. No, no, dude. I'm not, at least not I'm an not athlete, bro. Like, cause you use the no, analogy of like a baseball any, team, a football team, like, like I'm Canadian. I, I play hockey. Like I grew up playing hockey and like the, the whole team spirit and knowing that you got to trust everyone who's on the field or on the ice with you. Like you, you can't go and try to do their job. You have to let them do their job because if you, if you leave your position to go cover for them, cause you don't trust them, the whole system falls apart and business is just the same way. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that. Like I think Kyle, right. So like Kyle was big into football still is like, he drives me crazy. Yeah. He's always listening to these podcasts and crap like that. But like the dude is straight savage. He's like one of the best builders. I know like multitaskers. And like, sure, he definitely, I see that with him and the guys, like he's very good at like on site, like keeping them together, keeping them focused. Like you can, like you got your job, you got yours. And I, and I yeah. see that team related. Like, I think I have a people skill set. Like I love people, yeah. man. Like I honestly, like, I, I don't want to say I get excited about people thriving, like doing well. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that comes with age a little bit too, but like from an early age, I always wanted my friends and everybody to be successful. So I think like I just got lucky with that trait. I definitely think it's also something that can be learned, especially as you get older. Like I think when you're younger, it's hard for you to want to see somebody excel, excel better than you, right? Like you want to mm -hmm. constantly be the best, right? Like that becomes, I say that all the time, like, you know, as I grow as a man, right? Like life experience, man, like I'll have these 21 year old guys and they're dynamite. You look at them and they're freaking savages, man. They're smart. They build this, they do that, right? but like their life experience isn't there. And I like, I joke with them all the time and they'll say, well, you're not in the field. You don't do this. You don't cut this. I'm like, okay, okay. I got you. I've been there. Don't forget who taught you. Right. And, and was I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. But unfortunately when they're my age and like even five years is huge, man, five years is huge. And I'm 10 to 15 ahead of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't put a price on life experience, just your general thought process. And my wheels are constantly turning and you want to see people be successful. So like for me, the team spirit is like at some point you you'll realize, right. When you become really, you start selling jobs and you're not as like stressed about getting the next one, Alex, your focus doesn't become on getting the work. Okay. Because you're so good and your team is doing so good at the work. Your focus is on building those guys better. Right. And, because A, you want to see them be successful financially mm -hmm. and spiritually in life, right? You want to mm -hmm. see them excel. You want to see them thrive. And you want to see the business grow. I say this all the time, right? I have a passion for this, right? I never worry about making money on this because I love it. And when you love something, I have no choice but to be successful because I have to continue to do it, right? So it blows my mind all the time, Alex. Like I go hear these guys and they're like, my numbers, my numbers, my numbers. Like, dude... Yes, you need to focus on your numbers. You should have figured that out a long time ago, right? Like that's the first thing, right? I understand that, okay? But here's the deal. The numbers will take care of themselves if you love what you do because in order for you to do, 
what you love, you have to be profitable. So it blows my mind when these guys are telling me they're not making any money. I'm like, do you love this? Oh, I love this field. I'm like, well, get your numbers right. Because in order for you to do what you love, your numbers got to be right. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like me, I tell them all the time, like, do I stress about my numbers? Yes, I do. But like, dude, I want to do this every day. Like you ask my wife right now, I sat on the catalog. They put out the excellence awards for for the, um, or the, I can't even think of the Napa. I think it is the Landscape Association, whatever. Anyway. For your area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they put it out. And I'm like, I'm in the couch and she's just like, do you ever get tired? I'm like, what? It, what? Tired of what? Yeah. I'm like, tired of building, thriving, creating environments for people to live and dream oh, in. I, and- I, I totally get that. I totally get that. <laughs> and it's like. I have the same conversations with my wife. She's like, how do you just, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, this is my life. This is what I do. Yeah. And I tell love people, it. I'm like, do you know I get to wake up and do everything I love every day? It's like it's the lottery. I'm like, and so like, you know, going back to that culture and things like that, you know, your numbers, dude, it go get them right. There's nothing holding yeah. you back because if you love what you do, the people are going to pay those prices because they can tell that you yeah. love what you do when you show up. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and like, honestly, and we've, we've done a few episodes of the show now where we talk a lot about the business aspects, but, but what you're saying right there is absolutely true. And I do believe that to be true, which is that the, the dollars at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of every project, those are a byproduct of having the right focus and the right goals and achieving those. And if you're doing all the right things, the money comes. Whether that's running a business and driving revenue for the business, or whether that be you're working for someone else and you're trying to earn a, a better living, better salary, but if you if you focus on the right things, focus on doing the job right, and focus on on the details that enable you and everyone around you to be at their best, magically all these other things start falling into place. Because, like you said, like you, you need the team, and if everyone understands where the company is trying to go. And if everybody understands that they are equally important to the success of the company and that they are equally strong and weak at different skills and they need to work together in order to achieve those goals together, that's when the magic happens because then people start relying on each other for like, well, you're really good at this. So like, can you help me with this? And people aren't like, trapped in their little bubble of insecurity. Like, well, if I, if I say this, like they won't trust me anymore. They won't like me anymore. I won't, I won't have a job anymore. And, and like, that's, that's not the way it works. And, and you building this environment is so incredibly powerful. I hope anybody listening to this is as fired up as I am listening to it, because I'm just, I'm so inspired. I'm so impressed with what you're saying about how you run your business. Like, man, like if I ever leave tackle block, I'm going to come down there and work with you. No, man, it's, you know, everybody has different skill sets, right? And I have things that I'm working on every day. Like, and if you, you know, I love this and I don't want everybody to sound, think it's like rainbows and butterflies. Right. But the thing is that I'm going to say something that a lot of people will, won't understand. And like, you know, you can't also let your guys like to go on the bad side of this, right? You can't let your guys talk poorly about one another, right? This goes into the culture. Let me tell you what I, I have learned constantly too, Alex. Is yeah, go for it. Sometimes me. it's easy to get in a rut. You have a bad day, right? You have you come in, the day didn't go as planned production, and some and, and a guy will say, Well, if such and such, I'm not even gonna name my guys because that's not fair to them, right? Because yeah. they might say that about me. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna use I don't have a Bob that works for me, right? 
So if somebody comes in and like, well, Bob couldn't get the grade sticks right, instead of saying, well, why did, well, why didn't Bob get the grade sticks right? I say, you, you know what I say? They'll come in and they'll say, well, Bob didn't get the grade sticks right. So I'm like, yeah, but did you notice how good he was at getting the uh, grade, the level and putting the block heights and gluing all those caps? Did you notice how good he, he did a great job? Yeah, he did. I instantly changed the subject. I don't want to focus on anything that Bob's not good at. And I don't want my team to focus on that because all Bob's doing is growing. Okay. Yeah. So like, instead of like, you gotta be like, that's if part you, of if leadership. You let that, yeah, absolutely. If you let that, that, the, the, those comments slide, what happens is everyone gets a negative picture of their teammates. That that's yeah. what they see. They, they, because that's all you talk about. Well, then they, they pit. The other thing is too, they want to single out people. They want to single out this person, this individual. And like, listen, do you think I'm not guilty of doing that? Like I've been there before I've done that. Do you think that like, we don't all fall victim to that? Dude, mm -hmm. it happens, bro. Like we all have somebody that you weren't happy with their performance. But like, the thing is that individual can't get better. If you are going to focus on what they're bad at, you've got to say to them, I say it all the time. Like, yeah, but he was, man, he, I'll tell you what, you can sure rely on him to get this. And they're yeah. like, you can't say crap. Cause they know they're like, yeah, you can rely on them to get that. And instead of somebody being negative. So like, I don't want anyone to get up here and like, listen, I, I love this industry. I'm super fired, fired up about it. I could go everywhere and teach culture or whatever, like, because I love it. And I think people should thrive. But like there are days that are not going to be perfect or there are days that even I have to remind myself, if you think I don't get frustrated with some of my guys sometimes, mm -hmm. man, my wife gets frustrated with me, but we're trying to stay married. So it's a relationship. Yeah. We're working on it. Okay. Every yeah. single day. So just don't forget that as the business owner. And even if you are in a larger business and you happen to be a director or, you know, oversee several people like man, these people are relying on you and that company puts you in that place for a certain position. So be the better person and the stronger person and pull through and lead them in the right direction. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And that's, Bingo. that, that, that's, it's the, the one of the oldest cliches in the book, but like when you actually believe it, it makes all the difference. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. So, but we have such an opportunity to make such a, a huge impact, man, especially in today's market, man. Like the mm -hmm. possibilities are unlimited. Like I look at some of these guys and I'm like, I don't want to say jealous isn't the word, word, right? But like, I look at some of the, uh, I, I, demographics is huge. I know I'm going to probably go off on a tangent, but like, go for it. You like look at demographics, right? So like, even in this masterminds group, like you look at my area and then you look at somebody else and you're like, how the heck are they designing those spaces, you're like, well, obviously they got a stupid, ridiculous budget, right? That doesn't happen in my area. Okay. <laughs> you might be in Arkansas somewhere where the medium income is $70,000 household a year and $20,000 is a big project. That's okay, dude. Don't get hemmed up on that. Like it's hard for me. I can build cool stuff. I love to build cool stuff, but it doesn't matter. Don't try to get hemmed up on, I got to make this look ridiculous, awesome. If their budget's 30000 don't just go blowing their budget. Be profitable, but give them an excellent quality space. Don't mm -hmm. just get nuts. So, like, even for me to this day, like, I look at stuff, and I'm like, damn, I wish I lived in Michigan. Look at the – man, holy cow. And, like, it's great to see those, and you should look up to those guys, and you should definitely want to associate and aspire to be that. But be focused on your own culture and your own vision, man. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of value in being the company that does the twenty dollars to $30,000 project. Because you're in and out of there in a week and a half, two weeks, depending on your team size. And guess mm -hmm. what? Your pocket's full and everybody's happy, man. Like, so just I think that goes yeah. hand in hand with culture is like, don't get 
Don't get overzealous of what you see on social media. Don't be like, man, we're not those guys. We're not these guys. You're not but, trying to be those yeah. guys, bro. You're trying to be you. And even then, man, like what you see on social media is only the part that people want you to see. 100%. That's, that's only the good stuff. Only the amazing stuff is on there. So when they have a crappy day, when the job is gross, didn't turn out well, design sucks, you don't see any of that. You nope. don't see it. So it happens to everybody. 100%, 100%. Everybody, every company has killer jobs and awful ones. And the awful ones are incredibly painful for everyone involved. It happens to every single business. Yep. But you need to know what you want out of your business, why you started it, what yep. your what your 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 north star is so you always know, you know, you have this internal compass of what's right and what's wrong. And and as long as you have that and you're intentional about the direction that you want to take your company, like you do, you stand a chance of being a good and impactful leader and every single business needs good leadership to succeed. Yeah. And you stand to also be there long-term, which is critical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, like don't get flashy and bling, bling, man. I, I find myself getting trapped sometimes. I mean, and I, and I've been doing this a while. Like, I mean, not, I feel like I've been doing this a good bit compared to a lot. There's a lot of guys that are popping up and, and, and kudos to a man like entrepreneurship is, there's not a better feeling in the world, world, man, being an entrepreneur. But, um, so, I mean, being an entrepreneur, it's, 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 it's great. It's great, man. But like, the thing is, make sure you're being you be true to your identity, man. Don't try to, don't try to reinvent your wheel. Okay. Mm. Like it's, it's unnecessary, man. That's it's unnecessary. And so I, I even have to remind myself, man, I'll look at something. I'm like, dang, I want that. They got that. That looks dope. You know, <laughs> but like, Jordan might not be able to afford that right now. The business model might not, nope. that might not be where we need to be. So, I mean, yep. it's okay. So just, just, just be mindful of your peers, man. Just, you know, focus. Once you get yourself established and you feel comfortable with yourself, mm -hmm. things are going to get much easier. I don't think there's a better way to end this episode, Jordan. That was, that was amazing. You are a leader. You are emotionally intelligent and you're a smart entrepreneur. And I'm uh, very happy to have, had the chance to meet you through these sunglasses and, uh, <laughs> and uh, get the opportunity to get to know you some more through the show. Thanks a lot for joining us on the show. If, yeah, uh, if people want to reach out to you and uh, they want to pick your brain, they want advice or whatever, what's the best way to, to reach out to you? You know, man, Instagram, try to get on there as much as possible. Evolve, design, build. You, anybody can drop me an email. I'm an email and fiend. Uh, Kyle will tell you. It's just Jordan at Evolve Design Build LLC. Don't forget the LLC.com. I know it's long-winded. And then, like, I'll, I'll say this, man. Any of you new guys, you know, and you're just trying to establish, like, building and learning techniques and you want to talk to somebody, Kyle, Evolve Kyle on Instagram. He doesn't have, yep. like, a ton of followers. He's not up there, but he will respond. He's a young guy, and he's incredible, man, at building stuff and, like, super intelligent. And, like, it's nice to talk to somebody that's, learning like in your age bracket too like I, I do i do think that with a lot of these guys they associate better with people that are in similar circumstances right mm -hmm. and like so kyle's in the field every day he's building that if somebody wants to talk about trying to get their business and numbers straight listen i'm learning every day i'm never going to stop learning if you think i'm perfect i'm not but if you want to talk about it i'll do the best i can to help you and i want to see you be successful man because let me tell you something 
when you can be successful, your family's going to be happy, your kids are going to be happy, and your personal life is going to be enhanced beyond what anyone can ever imagine when you feel comfortable in your own shoes. So please reach out to me and I'll be glad to help you. And I appreciate you having me. I still think I look better in these glasses, but you keep on trying, brother. Thanks a lot. All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode. We'll see you next time on the Hardscape Growth Show. Till then, work hard, pave harder, and uh, try to be a good leader like Jordan. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Take care. This episode is brought to you by TechoBlock. For over 30 years, TechoBlock has been transforming outdoor spaces into inspiring artscapes. Our endless innovation has resulted in the industry's widest range of pavers, slabs, walls, caps, edging, steps, and outdoor living features. Visit techoblock.com or follow us on Instagram at techoblock to discover why our products are the choice of the most creative contractors and designers in the game. TechoBlock. We live to create. What's wrong with Instagram? The biggest thing I will say today with Instagram and new contractors is it is such a false reality that there's this instantaneous success, Alex, that you just, bam, create this branding. You change your logo. You do this. You do that. And these things are going to appear. The struggles and hardships of a new entrepreneur starting in this industry are 100% legitimate, real issues to happen every single day and until you learn to evolve and push through those issues and create your own identity you're never going to be that person you love to watch their stories at every night you're never going to be watching their stories every night is not going to make you that individual wake up smell the coffee put the phone down and focus on you and building your own story that's all i'm going to say about that because until you learn how to do that You want those people watching you and you can't do that watching them all the time. Yeah, man. I got nothing to add to that. (laughs) It's the truth, man. Like it's the harsh reality. Like it's the harsh reality. And like, I'll get myself caught in the trap, bro. Like I I can't be focusing on me. Like I'll look at all the time. You want to tell me Apple? Thank you, Apple, for creating the app that you send me every Sunday of how much minutes I spent on social media. Thank you. Thank you. Because I will look up there and I go, as much as I want to focus on my own content, I look at how much I spent on there and I think about really only spent 10% of my own content. The other 30% of the week, I was looking at other people's crap. Mm. That didn't allow me to grow and it didn't allow me to build my culture and it damn sure didn't allow me to put any money in my pocket and build my business. Facts. That's it. You take a, a critical so, critical eye to everything that, that we have so much data and it's like that. That's a perfect example. That stupid little, that stupid little notification once a week, boom, you see it, you see where your potential is being wasted right there. Dude, and take, I don't care if, listen, let me tell you something. If it's 30%, take 15 of it and apply to your business and call me in a couple of weeks and let me know how it's going. Guarantee you won't tell me nothing negative. Guarantee, bro. I, I literally will sit and look at these guys and I'm like, how are they creating post after post? How are they creating story out of story? Like I envy it. I'm like, damn. I wish that was me. Sometimes I say that to myself and literally, you know what I'm doing right here with this pen and paper? Uh, yes, ma'am. We'd like to get you. Yeah. I'd, uh, yeah. Take a look at that project. I'm taking measurements. I'm doing this. I'm on this computer. I'm sending emails. I'm following up with leads. Dude, I don't give a crap. If you can't, if you're on Instagram posting stories and you ain't following up on leads and working on proposals and building designs or bettering yourself by learning designs, 
take 15% of that time and work on that and let me know where your numbers are next year and let me know where your team is next year. 100% believe it's going to be up, 100%. It's You only have 24 hours in a day. 30% of it spent on stories and Instagram. You can't build a business. Speaks for itself. There's definitely merit to using Instagram to market your business, to build a brand. There, There is that side of it, but you have to be really really disciplined and understanding that that is one small aspect of building yeah. a business and you do yeah. not build a business solely through that. And, and I know, and even on the show, we've had guys who like so much of their marketing, almost all their marketing is done through Instagram and that that's fine. And it does work, but you have to figure out all the other parts of your business too. Those parts are more important because if to sell a dream or to sell a story or to sell, to sell, you know, uh, a belief about what your company can do, the company has to be able to deliver. And not only does the company have to be able to deliver, it has to be able to deliver in a way that is profitable to the company so that it can be done long-term. So, and, you know, you, you and, have to, you have to make sure that you prioritize the biggest impact things first, get those big, just like in landscaping, get the big rocks in the landscape first and then fill in. You can't, it's, you can't, you can't start on the things that are fun and sexy. That's nope. and it, and if you can, then prove me wrong. But I haven't seen it yet. You got to focus well, on, the, on the core first, and then once the core is freaking solid, start building around that and bigger and better and evolving around that. But you can't you can't start with the with the stuff that that is designed to propel forward if you have no rocket ship to to ride in. You know. And, and, oh, listen, let's just let's just put it as simple as simple as can be. Lamborghini, beautiful looking yeah. car. If it don't have an engine in it, it ain't getting you down the road. OK, I mean, it can look as sexy as you want on the surface. That Lamborghini can sit over there at that parking space. And if you need to go somewhere and it ain't got an engine in it, that Lamborghini ain't helping you. OK. And then the yeah. other thing is I want to I'll tell you one more quick story, man. Like I know I'm like on these stories. So you remember I was telling you I was looking through that Awards of Excellent book. Yeah. You know, the uh, Napa. Okay. Like this is a publication, National Professional Landscape Association. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I'm going to be embarrassed to even say this, right? I'm looking through all these and I've never heard of these companies and the projects are stunners. I mean, like, I'm like, dang, dude, I got to tighten up. Like they're stunners, like natural stone, different things, Tega block, Unilock. I mean, they're all over the board, right? Cause it's, it's, it's regionally, it's, it's not mm-hmm. you know biased by any way. And like, I looked up, I saw three projects and I wanted to see pictures of them. They are the Gold Excellence Awards, and they're five hundred thousand dollars jobs. And I'm not saying everybody's doing that. I look them up on Instagram and social media. Sixty nine followers, twenty nine followers, thirteen followers. Let me tell you something. They don't care about the followers. Okay, they built a reputation. They built a brand in their local community, and they're mm-hmm. killing it. Are they? Mm-hmm. They're on their, that magazine for a reason. Okay, and I'm not saying that magazine's the be all can be, but you go look at the project and you tell me. They ain't professionals, yeah. ain't a word, but you get what I'm saying. You can no, tell I they're professionals. And it, it's Instagram is the thing that everyone can see at a, 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 in a split second. It's in your pocket all the time. So it's, it's mm-hmm. easy to get sucked down that rabbit hole and think that's the world. That's one lens looking at the world. And there yeah. are millions of other lenses. And, yeah. and what you're describing there is there, there are plenty of people with tons of disposable income and nice massive properties that need to be designed and redesigned <laughs> and redesigned you couldn't care less about social media so you can't play one card 
Be when well-rounded, man. Poker, Be well-rounded. Right? Like it's, it's not one card that wins the game. You got to understand the whole business, the whole system, and and even every aspect of your business is its own system on its own. Yeah. So like yeah. even marketing, like your marketing plan can't just be Instagram, right? You have to have a brand, you have to have messaging, you have to have a voice, you have to have what are the strategies that we use to propel that brand and image and voice out into the marketplace? What are the channels that we use? How do we measure those channels? What are the, what is the lead generation tactics that we use? What are the lead nurturing tactics that we use? From there, what are the lead magnets that we use to help us convert leads to a point where we feel that we should be reaching out to them or that they should be reaching out to us? Like, like it's, it's not just one thing and that's just marketing. We just did a whole show on culture and that's, and we didn't even get into everything on culture, but we talked for like almost an hour just on that one aspect. Sales, I could talk all day about a sales process and sales cycle. Like you, you need to be able to understand that building a business is building not just a system, it's five, six, probably even 10 subsystems. And as your company grows and gets bigger and improves, those systems need to continuously get refined. And that's why building a strong team around you where you can get these people who become so passionate about your business that they're going to own that system, that stupid little thing that like in the big context, you're like that little thing, like I'm going to own that. I do that really well. We all are better for it. That's when you know that you have a good yeah. team. And that that's what we're building. That's you know, they're and that's, company, and that's, that's what you're building at your company. Like th that to me is like, when you figure that part out about your business and you're able to understand those aspects, then watch out, man. Then, then the, the world's your oyster. Like just, just let her rip, go get whatever you want. It's there for the taking. And, and like also too, like just to be just like to kind of touch on that is like, know exactly what your clear goal is, what size you want to be. Like, I, I hear a lot of people talk about that. Like it's, listen, it's okay to be five guys. And, and, and you're in the field and you're doing it all if your culture and your system and that's what you want. But be proficient at that. Be good at that. Know where you want to be. Like, you know, you there's so many. Like, I'll just say, like, Carol, Richard Carroll, right? RC yeah. Outdoors. Everybody knows yeah. that guy, right? But, like, yeah. the guy hey, has a clear on the show. Okay, great, right? So, so Richard has a clear vision of what he wants. Like, <laughs> and, like, really – you can envy that, like in some regards, like it's almost he's like perfectly comfortable with it. We talked about it. his business is the same size as yours it's doing 1.8 yeah. million. His goal for this year is not to do more work, not to do bigger jobs or anything. He just wants to optimize his systems. So he's more profitable this year. He yep. feels comfortable with the revenue. He feels comfortable with the scope of work and what he's responsible for managing and delivering in a year. He's just trying to get a little more yep. profitable. And if you focus on that, where can I be more efficient? Where can I upsell a few materials or a few uh, aspects of projects where like it doesn't take me longer to do, it doesn't require more resources to execute, but it is more profitable for me. Like there's so many ways that you can do that. You can enhance your marketing so you get more better quality leads. So you can be more selective. So your pricing can come up a little bit. You could look at your team and you can look at it like, okay, what training do we need or what tools do we need so we can be just a little bit faster? Even if you're saving like half an hour a day, half an hour a day, yeah, he, five days a week is 2.5 hours times how many weeks do you work in a year? That's how many man hours of extra profit you could put in your pocket. 
for something as simple yeah, as maybe putting a coffee machine in the trailer so you don't have to leave the job site to run over to Dunkin' Donuts or, or Tim Hortons and pick up a cup of coffee, you know? Like these are these are all little things that you can do if you know like this is what I want to do. If you don't know what you want to do, you can't get it done. Yeah, but he's so comfortable at it. I love that about him. Like, dude, and like it's funny, like the guy is like when Richard says it, like even to this day in the group, like if we're having conversations, like the guy is like so relaxed about it. Like I'm like, yep. you almost want to envy it. You're like, he's like low stress, cool with like doing this. I know, like yeah. I, I like I, I listen to him and I'm like, wow, I'm almost like jealous. My man is like happy as can be and like so, and it's funny, and, I, and just real quick, like, it's funny, we're the same, look at that, the same size business, demographics, right? I got 11 guys, I think he operates with like three. Yep. Still demographics, just because it's the same, don't think the, the net, net is what it comes down to, guys, and like, materials sell for different things, and wages go for different things, so be mindful of that, too, when you're listening to this, man, because it's, mm -hmm. the United States is a big place, Canada's a big place, man, demographics, but uh, but anyway, that's, you're, you're right, man, that, that guy... <laughs> He's so calm and relaxed about where he wants to be. Like, I envy that. Like, so know where you're going. That that that, yeah. that has a big part to do with culture too, man. So I think we're gonna, just going to use this, like as part two of the episode. <laughs> oh, my God. We're figuring out how to put it in. Yeah, we got to go do some stuff today, man. We're just like, yeah. ah! <laughs> Got the uh, big fight tonight too. So, you know, I got to get ready. There you go. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to use this or if we're going to use it or, or what, but like that part. That part we just went through that I got that's that's solid advice for anyone. Anyone yeah, running a sure. business, like starting a business, running a business, working in a in a in a larger company, like just know what goals you want for yourself, know what goals you want personally and professionally, write them down. Mm -hmm. Write them down. Look at them and figure Save out what them. are the, what are the steps along the way to get there. And understand that even if you don't necessarily hit that goal. That's not, that's not like, that's not the end of the world. Nope. Did nope. you fail in that goal in achieving that goal? Yes. Did you fail in life because you, you didn't hit the goal? No, nope. you need to realize like you now, what did I learn along the way so that I can hit that goal next time that I try to get it because I, hey. I didn't, I didn't get it. Or you learn like maybe, maybe that wasn't the right goal for me. Like it's, yep. it's, you gotta be fluid. You can't be like this super rigid thing like we were we were saying that before like people people look at like strength as like i know what i want i'm gonna get what i want and damn it if i don't get that well like i'm gonna go through hell and back to make sure i get it and that that's one way to go about things but you got to be at least open-minded enough to realize that sometimes that's sometimes it's not the actual thing that you need so you have to yeah. understand when when to kind of take that step back and be like hold on let, let's reassess the situation the other session? thing too, like say about the goals too, like, yeah. let me tell you something. Don't sacrifice your net and your well-being and your finances to meet a goal. Okay. And and a lot of people need to hear that right now. Okay. Like looking shiny and flashy, it's real fun. But if you can't do it long term, mm. not real fun. So don't 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 sacrifice your net and your and your and your profit and your 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 financials, man, to 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 meet a goal. And don't get me wrong, there's all types of goals. I'm not I'm just talking about one, you know whether your goal to be do X amount in revenue, I'm, I'm mainly focused on that, right? Don't, don't get yeah. hemmed up on X amount. So that, that would be my biggest thing for new guys. It's very hard to be like, I, listen, I fell victim to that. Like I, I can tell a whole nother story on when I went to GIE and I thought I was a big, big pants. Cause I did 
500,000, right? Yeah. Okay. My first like second year in maintenance. And I went and talked to somebody and I was like, yeah, I'd like to sign up for some software. And she was like, well, how much do you do a year? And I was like, well, $500,000. And she yeah. was like, oh yeah, we only sign up people that do 3.6 to 7 million. And then I did that at five more vendors. And by the end of the GIE, I wanted to cry on the way home from the flight because I felt so inferior. And I was like, no, what, what? This is a big place. Buckle up. There's always going to be a better, bigger fish. So yeah. be focused on your goals and make it happen for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, that's, that's, that's so true. Hey, tell me uh, just real quick. You said don't sacrifice your well-being either. Why, why yeah. do you say that? Was there, oh, was man, there a dude. moment, was there a lesson, that, a story or something that, that makes you say that? Or Yeah, believe? for sure. Like, uh, I mean, and, you know, uh, yeah, I've been married 12 years, right? And like, uh, man, that's a long time, you know, and especially in today's world, man, honestly, like, you know, don't you hear some people married 60, 70, but like, you know, a lot of guys in my industry can relate to that. Like, let me tell you something, man, your family is important. And it's a, I, I was victim to that, man. Day in, running out this door, running out here, getting this done, making this happen. I had to be there. Those guys were dependent on me. Yeah, yeah, the hustle is real. I get it. The hustle is real. But your six-year-old, your seven-year-old, your whatever age you are, you know, I got a 15-year-old. They're only going to be that age for a little bit. Your wife's only going to put up with so much. Don't get me wrong. All women are different and they're strong. And I'm Or whatever your spouse is, whoever your, your significant other is. Mm-hmm. My point is... Don't sacrifice your well-being, your health, and certainly don't sacrifice your families. They mean more than anything, man. And it's so easy as a contractor to get focused on a goal and focused on building the business that those things just fly past you. And let me tell you something. I'm working on it every single day because I could live, shit, eat, breathe, die hardscapes outdoor living. I love it. And it is so hard to relax and spend that time with them, but you owe it to them because that's what you're working for is freedom and freedom to spend time with them and enjoy those same things that you're creating for those families in their backyards. So just be mindful of that. And every day it's a struggle straight up, man. But, uh, you know, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So that's, that's amazing advice. I, I can't add to that at all. Like you're an endless well of wisdom, man. (laughs) <laughs> Shit. I don't know about that, man. You might want to paper shred half this. <laughs> you definitely had your Wheaties this morning. Oh, man. Oh, man, I go out it all the time, dude. I love this stuff, man. We're blessed right now to be in this industry. So I yeah. appreciate your time, brother. Thanks a lot for being on here and uh, definitely going to figure out a way to use this because this, this is just, you're dropping bombs in here nonstop. <laughs> oh, come on, man. We gotta, don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. No, no. You're feeling foggy over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to end this one, guys. You've been listening to Hardscape Growth, a podcast for business leaders in the trenches. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time, work hard and pave harder. Harder.